I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome to Rapid Fire, a 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. Make sure you tune in each week at rapidfireradio.us to join the conversation. Whenever we go live, you can type into the chat and ask your questions, or you can call into the Rapid Fire line, which is 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. And you can also text the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120, and make your voice heard. That way, if you leave a message because you call when we're not broadcasting live, we will get to your question next week. Um, so we're happy that you're leaving messages and we will get it, uh, maybe even play it on the air. But remember also, you can like and subscribe to all of our social media platforms. Our handle is at Cape Gunworks and at Rapid Fire Radio everywhere you might get your social media. The only exception to that is on Instagram, where we got deplatformed. So we are CGW underscore backup on Instagram. Uh, so go ahead, give us a like and a follow and share, comment, subscribe on all of our social media pages or wherever you find your social media uh, platforms. And go ahead and tell everybody about it. That's the only way we're going to grow the show and make people uh you know, aware of what we do here on a regular basis. We're always out pushing the Second Amendment agenda. Uh, so, you know, that's what we do. Try and inform you guys, uh, tell you about some cool stuff we have going on at the shop, upcoming schedules, uh, you know, anything you need to be aware of. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead and uh, give us the like, subscribe, the follow, uh, and don't forget to uh, comment etc cetera, etc cetera, because that's what uh helps us in the algorithm so anyway speaking of which uh we've been using twitter more and more and that was one platform we never really paid much attention to because we felt like it was you know we were being shadow banned and we didn't get much growth there and i will say we've definitely managed to add subscribers in the last uh few weeks but uh i would say it's still not like our the most popular social media page that we're a part of, but um, I never really liked it just because of its truncated um, amount of characters allowed. I think it limits you to like 132 characters or something like that. So, um, and I understand why, and it was like one of those things just to get out a quick message, but sometimes I want to tell the larger story. And so it doesn't work so hot for that, but that's all right. Um, we're, we're still happy to be on there and, Hopefully things have, uh, you know, cooled down now that Elon Musk is the owner of it. And he seems to be trying to set things back on uh, 
track as far as making it a more open platform and not a technology division of the uh, federal government, which, you know, I've been saying for a while now that the federal government has seemed to outsource uh, the Ministry of Truth to the shadow, uh, to these social media platforms and big tech. And Elon Musk has has promised to... Uh, <laughs> promised to expose that based on all the internal emails from the in you know inner workings of Twitter to try to restore the faith in this platform, you know, Twitter. So anyway, let's get to gun news. That's what you're here for. Rapid Fire Radio is is known for what we do best and that's guns. Uh, obviously as a result of that conversation, we do end up in the political arena from time to time. Uh, I think we do a very good job of being apolitical. Uh, we don't care who you vote for. We don't care what you believe in. If you want a gun, we want to help you uh, at our shop. That's kind of the motto of our shop. And we don't really care even online or on our you know, messaging pages. We feel that the preservation of the Second Amendment is crucial and the most efficient way of preserving the Second Amendment is to invite people from all different walks of life under the tent, expand the tent stakes, and try to get you know as many people as possible as a supporter of the Second Amendment. We understand that that comes with extreme nuance, that there's going to be people who don't believe you should be able to own AR-15s. There's going to be people who believe you should you know, have machine gun vending machines on every street corner and everything in between. So uh, <laughs> we're, we understand that. Uh, and that's okay. That's where the uh, respectful debate should happen and occur. Uh, we were just talking about this in our monthly or our weekly managers meeting this morning, that there's even differences by age group. And I know this is painting with a broad brush, but there's older people that might, uh, you know, feel one way. And then there's another whole generation of gun owners. And then there's this latest generation of gun owners, the people maybe 18 to 25 that are just uh, becoming new gun owners. Maybe they didn't even uh, grow up with guns in their home, but they've uh, aligned themselves to the Second Amendment agenda and said, we think it's important to preserve the, the Second Amendment for generations to come. And I, I kind of fall into that category, not age-wise, but as somebody who was not raised around firearms, my parents didn't own guns. In fact, they forbade me from owning a BB gun. And uh, we used to have to smuggle them into the house in my buddy's big duffel bag so I could shoot out the second floor window into the woods uh, <laughs> whenever he slept over. But it was one of those things that, you know, my parents believed that the just mere presence of a gun could cause crime or cause uh, some sort of problem out there. And so therefore they didn't uh, uh, allow me to, to own them. So anyway, uh, we could have that debate. Uh, now they've fully seen uh, the, the advantages of owning guns for personal protection and f- to be a responsible gun owner. So uh, they've kind of softened to the idea now that I own a gun store. But <laughs> anyway, tell us what you think. You can call us or text 508-444-2120. And this week's winner of the giveaway, we had the Cape Gunworks Reaper hoodie sweatshirt is 
Stephen D. So look for an email from us, Steve. Uh, you won the shirt. You can tell us what size you want. We'll get it in the mail or you can pick it up in the store. And this week we're giving away a free license to carry class in Massachusetts. So if you don't have your license to carry, you definitely want to enter to win. Or if you do, but you know someone who doesn't, hey, what a better way to get them um, you know, to take a class than to give them one free of charge. So uh, that would be a good Christmas gift, et cetera, et cetera. So we hope that you will register to win. If you go to rapidfireradio.us and you can scroll down and enter your info for the giveaway, you can also go to um, capegunworks.com and scroll down. Giving away that license to carry class this week. And don't forget that you're listening to Rapid Fire and you want the special discount at checkout at capegunworks.com. This week's code is SHOTGUN. So you want to go to capegunworks.com, type in SHOTGUN, and you'll get a very special discount off your entire order. Not to mention we're still running in the free shipping for any order over 300 bucks. So you want to jump on that. SHOTGUN is the special discount. And we have Rob Pincus, who hasn't been a guest with us in a while, coming up after the break, so you don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And we are very happy to have with us on the line right now. If you're watching online, you'll see him. If you're listening on the radio, you'll hear him. Uh, obviously, uh, Rob Pincus, who's a guest of this show and a uh, firearms instructor abroad. Rob, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I couldn't be better. It's been fast and furious and, uh, you know, things are crazy in the shop and in gun world. And, you know, I notice you've been traveling all over the world and back doing exciting stuff. So why don't you give everybody an update about what you've been doing? Yeah, it's, it's you know, the fall is always like an interesting time for me because I, I do the tour, uh, you know, starting in March and that always goes through August, September. And it's sort of, you know, where's Rob teaching usually in the U.S. at any given moment. And then the fall and the winter is when I uh, do my overseas or outside of the U.S. stuff. Um, traditionally, I'm almost always for the last almost 15 years, though, over 15 years now, um, I found myself in Europe right around or during the Thanksgiving week. Um, and this year was no different. So I was over, um, did, uh, 
five different cities. I was over there in uh, for eight days. Didn't do any classes this time. Did some business development stuff. Of course, I do some consulting with some gun companies and ranges over there. And I had a few down days. And then uh, that was right on the heels of my annual hunting trip to South Dakota. So I went from, uh, you know, five, six days in the wilderness, uh, looking for deer and, and uh, chasing them around with pointy sticks and then uh, going over to Europe and hitting some of the major cities in Central and uh, Western Europe and, and doing business over there and then came back for Thanksgiving. And now uh, we're getting ready to, to launch the PD-10 finally, bringing it to Woo-hoo! market. Touches on uh, what will be a Q1 launch for the, the PD-10 in 2023. Exciting. That's really good. So looks like SHOT Show will be the, the year that you get to... Hold it in the face of all the haters. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that, that uh, the hate, it's kind of, it's, it's going to be a, like a little bit of a letdown. I mean, for years, it's been uh, almost like fun. I mean, I have my own personal gun line, right? Like I can do colors, I can do cryptic, I can do anything I want with this stuff. And um, now it's going to, now it actually has to be, hey, let's, let's take this serious and we're going to have a production model and it's going to be out there. And it's, it's a big deal. You know, it's something yeah. that a lot of people have, have been invested in and excited about. Um, of course, my team um, internally um, has done an incredible amount of work. Uh, the guys at Avidity Arms and our, we're partnered up now with uh, Alpha Tech in North Carolina and their engineering and production team over the last six months, you know, definitely um, more progress has been made in the last, let's say, seven months than has been made in the last probably three or four years between COVID and, and a bunch of other different things that got in the way. So it's a super exciting time. And, um, you know, it'll be nice for, for people that have been wanting to go much more than just the people who said it was never going to happen, you know, having to admit that it, it happened. They'll yeah. find something else to complain about. I'm way more interested in being able to finally deliver the gun to the people right. that since 2015, 16 have been saying they're ready to buy one. Don't forget serial number seventy five. I hope that list is still. You know, it's it's funny. I so I told I, I one of these guys I work with. You know, as you know, you know, as a friend of mine and one of the CFS family instructors, you were there when I first put that opportunity out and said, you know, guys, we're going to have these guns. If there's a serial number that means something to you and you're planning on getting one anyway, let me know what to put aside for you. So I've had this kind of running Excel spreadsheet right for seven years now, and uh, it's kind of cool that we're finally going to get to deliver on that starting a new serial number range, obviously, for the production guns um, after the all the prototypes and production prototype guns. And then I put that offer out to somebody this week, and I said, hey, you know, if you have a, a special number that means something to you, you know, a lot of the low numbers are obviously taken, but let me know, if, you know, your birthday or something. And the guy came back with, like, this eight-digit number. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, that's cool. I'm glad you have faith in us still being here in 2059. We'll get you that gun. <laughs> I was thinking maybe like, you know, 215 if you're born on February 15th. I don't know. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, Rob put the this 3D printed prototype in my hand when I was out there for an instructor development conference in, uh, in Colorado. What was that, seven years ago? It was before, really. Was it the metal 3D printed one? Or no, it was one? the plastic one. Yeah, that would have been 2014 or 15. Yeah, so, uh, and I, I was, I remember looking at it going, wow, this is really cool. And so here it is. It's going to be a reality. What was the, I mean, you, you've been at it for a long time. I got to hand it to you. The stick to that you've had is, mm-hmm. but what, obviously you know a lot now that you didn't know then. Yeah. So bringing a gun to market is a lot harder than it, it appears, right? 
I, I think so. Right. I yeah. mean, if not, then, then I did, I guess I did, I did it wrong. The, <laughs> we, if you take some, some, there was definitely some reasons that we, we put a pause on, on the activities um, in 2018. And that had to do with me and my partner, Mike Sedini, and both of us trying to straighten some, some business stuff out, not between each other. We were good, but just externally to get some ducks in a row. What we didn't know, of course, is that by the time we got those ducks in a row, we'd be ready to come back and it would, the whole world would be shut down. Mm-hmm. And that exacerbated what has been the biggest hurdle, which was working with a lot of different vendors. So when you have like this, this company, we wanted to keep it all in the US, you know, having this company doing the slide and this company doing the stamped parts and this company doing the magazines and the springs all coming from there and the pins coming from over there and two consulting engineers, one over here, one over there. What happens is when you get the gun in your hand and it's not perfect, well, then, of course, the guy that makes the stamped part wants to blame the guy that's doing the EDM wire, and the guy that's doing the EDM wire wants to blame the coding guy from the machine slide or whatever. So um, the partnering up, which actually was initiated about this time last year and was finalized, the, the handshake was done at SHOT Show last year, and then contracts and all that happened in February – Partnering up with a real manufacturing company and being able to bring all of the metal, everything, you know, we're still, we still outsource the, the injection molding as a lot of, you know, probably bigger companies than people know, um, do that in the industry and, and have these made, you know, by people who just, they do this with multi-million dollar machines that we don't have everything else, all the slides, all the stamping, everything else is being done in-house under nice. one roof. In, at our location and the engineering team that's involved with that, they have, um, you know, really kind of went back to even some of the, they, they, they definitely resolved, resolved, they resolved and resolved some problems that we had fixed in 2015, 16, 17, going back to the original, some of the more early, I wouldn't say original, but early drawings, the mechanical drawings. And the reason it had to happen that way is the hardest part for us can be summed up by simply saying there is a big difference between making something and manufacturing something in the sense that we were doing a lot of hand fitting and and polishing and grinding and welding. And (laughs) there was a lot going on to make the initial design work the way I wanted it to work reliably over time. And then going back to engineers, especially when it was, you know, five different vendors and say, okay, guys, here's the changes we've made. Can you replicate that? And I'm not a guy who sits down in CAD. I just go with a Dremel and (laughs) and then go to the range. Right. Right. And they're like, how many thousands did you take off? And I was like, I don't know. Like, you know, that's not a measure. Apparently is not a measurement. Right. (laughs) So the, the engineering team actually replicated all the stuff that we had been doing to refine the design over, over years and came up with some really nice refinements of their own to make production easier and to make manufacturing at scale not only easier but more uh, efficient and inexpensive so that we can bring the gun to market at a fair price, mm. know, a more fair price. So a lot's happened. Um, we've added an optic cut, obviously, because the community, you know, the industry, that, that is – that's been that's probably been the biggest change from when we initially brought the gun. We're going to bring the gun to market when I initially designed the gun. Never would have thought to make it optic ready. Right. The world has changed in that way. Yes. So we it cut option. Um, other than that, it, the gun is very very true to the original design, and um, it's exciting to be where we are. Yeah. Ex- congratulations. That's really exciting. And uh, fortunately for us, we might. If the Firearms Policy Coalition lawsuit against our attorney general, uh, you know, and our approved weapons roster goes through, we won't have to get one mass compliant. But if we still have the list, I look forward to helping you maybe 
someday make them mass compliant. So yeah, I've committed to you guys from day one. I mean, yep. you know, I've got a, a great relationship with, with obviously, hopefully you think I have a great relationship with you guys. I yeah, do. definitely. Gun works, but so many people around Massachusetts, including you know, John Green, the director of training over mm-hmm. at Goal, and just there's so many great people all around Massachusetts that have been part of my classes and kind of watch this develop. And obviously all my buddies from going to college up in New England that still live up there. Um, we're going to make the, we're going to get this gun on the roster. Um, there's no reason it can't get on the roster. We just have to commit to doing it and sort of bite that compliance bullet and, and spend the money. And that's an investment that we're very willing to make because we, we believe, you know, you know, that personally I put um, a lot of respect to the people that fight to have guns and to exercise their second amendment rights in places like New York, Massachusetts, New Jersey, California, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot harder for you guys than it is for, for, you know, me down in Florida or, or some guy out in Arizona or Texas in, in many, many ways. And I, I do respect that. I do appreciate that. And I think it's silly when a company says, I'm not going to jump through those hoops. And it's kind of like abandoning you guys. So Avidity right. Arms, will we'll get that gun to you. And I've already resigned a long time ago to the idea that um, we're going to have to get on that list. But, you know, if in the next few months that, that goes away, then maybe we won't. That'd yeah, be great. That'd be, that'd be a win for everybody. <laughs> but yeah. uh, hopefully they... Uh, you know, make it go away. That's the, obviously the right thing, uh, which would make a little bit of a predicament for me here at a gun store where all of a sudden I'm, it'd be like drinking from a fire hose. What guns do I bring in? Cause I'd have yeah. the world you know, at my fingertips. <laughs> it's, it, yeah. Like you get it. That, you think about it that way from a business standpoint, right. and I'm not saying you guys take advantage of it, but there is a certain, you know, there, there are considerations, right? right. You have a, a, here's your list. This is where your inventory can come from. And your customers know that, mm-hmm. right? So now all of a sudden I can only imagine, I don't know, take a gun that that's popular up there that you guys are selling a lot of, like, I don't know, maybe a Smith and Wesson M and P that people could buy all along. Nobody's going to buy them for two years. Right. right. Cause like, like we, we have all those we want <laughs> now we're going to buy those new, those other things that the rest of us could buy for the last decade or whatever. Um, so hopefully the PD 10 gets to carry on, you know, fly on some of that wave of, of the new, new gun rush. Should you get rid yeah. of the roster? I think it'll be great. I've held it. I've shot it. I've, I've, you know, enjoyed the ergonomics of it. I think it's a very well-designed gun. I really like that, uh, you know, you had a personal everyday carry in mind in yep. the design of it. It was primarily a defensive pistol. And, uh, you know, I think it's it's great. It'll, it'll come to market and be well-received. I believe it will. And uh, we'll certainly sell the heck out of it here. So, Rob, tell everyone where they can find you if they want to follow your work and uh, let everyone know what you're up to. And, uh, you know, yeah, Uh, the best thing to do if you want to learn about the training stuff is go to personaloffensenetwork.com. You know, that's the basis of everything I do as as an educator. Um, You can also check out 2AO.org, Second Amendment organization. I serve as the executive vice president there, and that's where you'll find a lot of the gun rights and advocacy stuff. And then um, at Pincus Rob, P-I-N-C-U-S. ROB is uh, the Twitter and the Instagram. Great. Well, I appreciate you coming on and bringing us up to date. And I'm definitely going to, we'll do it again. And I'll see you at SHOT Show this year. I'm going. So that'll be great. Yeah, we'll see you there. So. All right, man. Have a great holiday. uh, Thanks. You too. And uh, on the way out here, go to capegunworks.com and use this week's discount code SHOTGUN to get a special discount off your entire order. This is a special treat for our radio and podcast listeners only. So shh. The secret is safe with us, right? Uh, Use shotgun at capegunworks.com to get your special discount today and free shipping over 300 bucks. Everyone wins. We will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. This is the 
Voltec VT10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong. And Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. wondering if you've seen the latest uh, Biden comments on why anyone would need a semi-automatic weapon, which probably involves 95% of the weapons that Americans own, and his complete disregard and understanding of the Second Amendment. Thanks, Toby. And welcome back to Rapid Fire. Phone number here is 508-444-2120, and the poll of the day is... What do you use for your primary defensive weapon? Pistol, rifle, or shotgun? Obviously, this would be in the home. Uh, Find the poll question on rapidfireradio.us or go to the Twitter app and type in rapidfireradio, all one word, and you will find our poll question. And go ahead and vote. Uh, We want to know, what do you use? Do you use pistol, rifle, or shotgun as your primary home defense weapon? Um, (laughs) So anyway... uh, Getting back to that caller, I did hear uh, the president talk about why anyone would need a sem- or the fact that you can still buy a semi-automatic weapon in this country is ridiculous. And um, I don't know if we can find that quote, but we should we should definitely find that quote. Uh, all right, hold on one sec. I haven't finished on that. Uh, so um, same subject. Okay, uh, go ahead. You can go ahead and play it. Calling Howie Carr last night about uh, President Biden's remarks on weapons, and we need to get we need to get tough on this stuff. Thank you. All right. Well, have no fear, folks, because Corinne Jean Pierre said that when President Biden said semi-automatic weapons, he did not mean semi-automatic weapons. Uh, he meant assault weapons. So uh, she's, you know, this is funny because this has been time and time again when the president says something and then the staff kind of goes around and and undoes everything he did said and say, no, 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 no. What he really meant was, and they try to, you know, do damage control for what he said. But frankly, I believe that he meant what he said. And he said semi-automatic weapons. So is he saying the quiet part out loud or is he firmly believe that we shouldn't be allowed to own semi-automatic weapons. 
a revolver is technically a semi-automatic weapon, right? Um, but Real Clear Politics noted that uh, Philip Wegman asked Jean Pierre about Biden's comment, and the president said he repeated repeatedly that he wants to ban assault weapons. But on Thanksgiving, when he was on Nantucket, this article says when he was in Nantucket, but you don't go in Nantucket, you go on Nantucket. Sorry, that's just a regional thing that I have to correct here. The idea that we still allow the purchase of semi-automatic weapons in this country today is sick. He said, obviously, that is a huge category of guns from rifles to pistols and shotguns that are not assault weapons. Like I said, semi-automatic includes revolvers. Um, What's the definition of semi-automatic? If you aren't a gun crank and you don't know, it's basically you pull the trigger, one shot is fired, then you let off the trigger and you're able to pull the trigger again and it'll fire again. So like I said, a double action revolver is semi-automatic. Maybe not in the same way that, like, it's a self-loading pistol, rifle, or shotgun, but it's technically, under the definition, a semi-automatic rifle. So, obviously, this is a huge category. Uh, And did the president misspeak, or does he, in fact, want to ban all semi-automatic guns? Jean-Pierre responded, no, no, he was talking about assault weapons. That's what he was talking about on the morning or afternoon when he was asked that question. And Breitbart News report reported that Biden was talking to reporters on the morning of Thanksgiving Day when he criticized the fact that semi-automatic firearms are sold in gun stores and other retail outlets in America. Biden said that the idea that we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick. It has no social redeeming value. You don't need an AR-15. That's right. Um, According to Biden, you, you just need a double barrel shotgun and you go out on the porch and you fire two blasts. Um, to say that it doesn't have any social redeeming value is unbelievable because our police officers, our government officials carry uh, semi-automatic rifles, right? And they come to the scene of active shooting uh, events and hopefully will end the threat. I just read an article today about um, police who engaged an armed robber and uh, ended up you know, killing him. Uh, but they had to respond with deadly force, and they used semi-automatic weapons. I wonder if he did, in fact, um, misspeak, because they've used automatic weapons in their talking points for decades. They used to say automatic weapons, and maybe, just maybe, that our pushback against that narrative is, you know, the pushback has always been, wait a minute, time out. Automatic weapons have been a highly regulated item since the 30s. And an outright ban of new manufacture for civilian sales since May of 1986. So yes, there's pre-ban or there's transferable automatic weapons out there. And because of supply and demand, the, the price of which have got through the roof, they're, you know, tens of tens of thousands of dollars. So a regular AR-15 or a Colt M16, if you will, is well into the $20,000 range, probably pushing $30,000. So those weapons have not really been sold to the public at large since 1986. And it, it has become cost prohibitive. So, But the media has always used the term automatic weapons ever since. And everyone pushes back and says, um, actually, you mean semi-automatic. And no, assault weapons are not 
semi-automatic. We don't send our soldiers to war with semi-automatic weapons. We send them to war with automatic weapons. So we've got pushed into this corner and painted into this corner about having this debate about automatic weapons and semi-automatic weapons to the point where I actually don't even engage in this debate anymore. I like what Bill Whittle said when we had him on the show. You can call a timeout and say, hey, does a 90-year-old woman have a right to defend herself against the three 20-something-year-old attackers that outweigh her by 100 pounds each? Uh, You know, three guys, uh, all 200-pound beefcakes who want to assault her. Does she have a fundamental right to defend herself? And if so, what is the best tool for that job? Is it a hammer, a stick, a knife, a flaming cat, a ninja, or a semi-automatic weapon, whether it be handgun, rifle, or pistol? Um, So the bottom line is I think there's very few people on this earth that wouldn't agree that she has a fundamental, inherent, God-given right to defend herself against those three evil thugs that, you know, want to do her harm. So that's really the embodiment of the argument right there. But anyways, we have the media and we have government who wishes to break their oath of office and defy your right to keep and bear arms. They want to infringe upon it. They want to uh, encumber it with all kinds of rules and regulations that they can conjure up, even though we understand that the Bill of Rights is a one-way rule. It is prohibiting government, and it puts the restrictions on government's ability to encumber those rights, not the other way around. It isn't government telling us what we can and can't have. It is a, a document telling government what it can and can't do as it uh, pertains to the right to keep and bear arms or our rights. And that's for all of our rights, not just the right to keep and bear arms. So it's a very important argument to to make. And now we've let the script be flipped and we've allowed government to say things like, why do you need or nobody needs or the fact that anybody can still buy a semi-automatic rifle is sick. And frankly, we shouldn't take that sitting down. We should say, no, the bottom line is you don't have a right to tell me what gun I can and can't have. Whatever gun that the people deem is common and ordinary use, whatever we desire to have is the is the arm that we can have. And government doesn't have a right to uh, restrict that. And that's what this whole Bruin case is about. Just the uh, facts, ma'am. This whole uh, two-step approach uh, or one-step approach. So um, we're going to see, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of, cases being tried before the court system. And interestingly enough, there was something on the Hill that I really didn't get a chance to read, but the, the headline caught my attention. And it's basically saying, is the Supreme Court turning the Constitution into a homicide pact? Which I find utterly unbelievable that this, this is a headline. It's an opinion piece. Um, but basically they're saying that Clarence Thomas's majority opinion of the uh, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association v. Bruin holding that gun control regulations are presumptively unconstitutional unless they're sufficiently 
analogous to a 19th century law, the court's requirement of a close historical comparator has turned out to be almost impossible to satisfy, causing lower courts to invalidate or question otherwise reasonable laws prohibiting the obliteration of guns, serial numbers, and firearm possession by convicted felons or domestic abusers. So it goes on to talk about um, how basically all gun control is going to fall apart. And that's about what we've been saying for years, decades, is that all gun control is an infringement upon your Second Amendment rights. And we've allowed government to flip the script when really government was of the people, for the people, by the people. And we told government what they can and can't, the limits of government as it pertains to us. And so... um, now we're starting to win back our rights, and people don't like it. Guess who doesn't like it? Tyrants who have been able to tell us what we can and can't have for so long. And it, if you don't think this is true, look at every uh, ATF uh, regulation change or uh, like the pistol brace or the serialized frames and receivers rules, all these rule changes that have been coming down in the past few uh few months here and you'll see this is exactly what is at the core and at the heart of all gun control is government's ability to tell what you can and can't do with that we're going to talk about this on the other side because you're not going to believe oh uh oh sorry uh, we're going to talk about it later in the show because you're not going to believe this story that i have to tell as it pertains to tyrants and gun control uh so you want to stay tuned for that but on the way out we want you guys This week we had Giving Tuesday, right? So what better way to give somebody that you love the gift that they've always dreamed of than to go to capegunworks.com slash gift cards and buy a gift card in the system and we'll email you or the person you're giving the gift to this gift card. You can do it right on our website. Go to capegunworks.com and there's no better way to show how much you love them than to buy them a gift card from Cape Gunworks. Everyone loves gift cards, right? Especially when they're from Cape Gunworks. So (laughs) more after this, you're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Lerner. Firearm for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.com slash remote and use code word WORKS. Your family safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.com slash remote and use code word WORKS to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. It's the fastest hour in radio. That's why it's rapid. Uh, but this week's winner of our giveaway of the Reaper shirt, we have these Cape Gunworks hoodies uh, backed by popular demand. 
So you want to go ahead and check those out. If you go to our uh, website, you should be able to see them there. But you're the winner, Stephen D. So go ahead and look for an email from us. And if you want to win this week's giveaway, which is an LTC class, you can give it to someone you love this Christmas or for their birthday or just because you love them so much. You can package it up with that Cape Gunworks gift card and go ahead and, uh, you know, make a make it a Christmas to remember. <laughs> so go to rapidfireradio.us and scroll down and you can click on uh, enter to win. Uh, you can also do that at capegunworks.com. Uh, and this week, we have a very special gun of the week. Remember, the discount code for gun of the week, you always get a special discount whenever you buy our gun of the week package that we have. Uh, you just go to capegunworks.com and on checkout, type in G-O-W. You should be able to scroll right down and click on it and see it. Um, but this week's gun of the week is, hold on a sec, drum roll please dropping stuff <laughs> is the sig mpx um i did a little video on the sig mpx earlier today when i was telling everybody about it and the reason is i think it's the king of the pistol caliber carbines personally i think it's a phenomenal gun it's a really really uh ergonomic i mean if you know ar uh nomenclature then this is gonna certainly be a natural fit for a uh pistol caliber carbine um it is fully ambidextrous it has the safety the mag release and the uh, bolt catch on both sides of the gun it also has an ambi charging handle uh, so it operates just like an ar-15 although it's not an ar-15 and that's why we can sell it in the people's republic of massachusetts uh, this one is the competition model it comes with a flat face trigger has an awesome m-lock hand guard so it's not uh, there's no fatigue on the hand from gripping Picatinny rail all the way around. It's nice, lightweight, pencil barrel, three-port muzzle brake. And if you buy it this week using our code uh, GUN OF THE WEEK, you'll get a free Vortex Crossfire Red Dot Sight, uh, which is mounted right up on this one. And uh, that's a great deal. We're already selling it at its minimum advertised price. And when you throw on the Vortex crossfire optic it is a wonderful package that'll save you more than 150 bucks so you want to jump on that deal um, again i love the sig mpx there's a lot of other stuff you can do to it you could change out the stock uh, change out the grip with traditional ar-15 type grips and stocks uh, but there's not much else you need to do to this it's got the picket uh, the m-lock rail Attachment points at the 3, 6, and 9 o'clock positions. So if you want to add a vertical foregrip or an angled foregrip or a flashlight or a laser or, you know, any type of uh, other accessory. There's also some M-lock slots on the very top in the 12 o'clock position. So if you need to add, uh, you know, a, a D-ball or whatever the heck else you want to put on this thing, you could really trick it out pretty cool. Uh, but because it's a pistol caliber carbine, you're probably not shooting at a very... Uh, long distance but it's it's a great gun for home defense and a lot of people frown on the nine millimeter for home defense and i say well wait a minute you carry a nine millimeter pistol for defensive purposes all the time right so why do you have a thing against nine millimeter in a carbine for home defense it just makes sense but you can go over to our poll and vote on it <laughs> the twitter page uh, rapidfireradio.us 
And what is your primary defensive home defensive tool? Is it a pistol, a rifle, or a shotgun? You can also go to rapidfireradio.us and vote there. Uh, but anyway, today's gun of the week or this week's gun of the week is the SIG MPX. So use GOW uh, on checkout. Go to rapidfireradio.us and click on the gun of the week and you'll see it there. And we got a few of these in stock. So you want to you get on this quick because you don't want them to run out and uh, take full advantage of this phenomenal gun. We've been renting them on our range for a long time, and you can come try one out. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Beard. The ammunition is 100. This is where the American ingenuity met a trailblazing spirit. Hard work united with patriotism and technology blended with new ideas. That's federal ammunition. Right here in Anoka, Minnesota, born in 1922, made in America, and proud to be the best. Federal ammunition, a century of innovation, and we're only getting started. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. 508-444-2120 is the number if you want to call us, leave a message, or send us a text, 508-444-2120. Don't forget the poll of the day. What is your primary defensive firearm in the home, pistol, rifle, or shotgun? Find the poll question at rapidfireradio.us or go to the Twitter page, Rapid Fire Radio, all one word. All right, I teased it out before the break and I haven't got to half of the stack of stuff so you're going to have to tune into the second hour because we're going to have a busy second hour we're going to get to your questions Um, but uh, today and this goes along the lines of I talked about this a little bit last week about the woman in Nassau County New York who had her license removed and all of her guns seized because of an obscure law that if you have to call 911 in the state of New York and you fail to report to the licensing agency that you needed to call 911 within three days, then when you're up for renewal or whenever they catch on, they can revoke your license to carry. This is crazy. And this is like before the last segment I was alluding to that tyrants think their job is to keep you from exercising your Second Amendment right at whatever possible turn. And this is a prime example of it. This woman who was being attacked by her neighbor, her neighbor came over and threatened her. She calls 911, and she has guns in the house. She could have taken matters into her own hands. She didn't. She called 911, let the police come and deal with it, haul the guy away. But she didn't know that she had three days to report that to the police. pistol authority (laughs) the licensing authority there and even though they know because this is all connected the licensing authority and the 911 service is all connected so that's how they knew when she came in to renew her license to carry that she didn't call uh, and report that she needed 911 services and what this has to do with her uh, having a license to carry and owning guns is completely and utterly moot or irrelevant to the conversation but 
tyrants want a tyrant. And they go, hey, we got a way to revoke her right. And obviously, it's someone who definitely needs to have a license to carry because of her neighbor. She's already had to call 911 on the guy once. But nope, they come down and they seized all of her weapons. So along these lines, I'm talking to a guy in the shop today. This customer, David, who comes in all the time. He's from New York. He's from Brooklyn. And uh, he told me he got arrested when he was younger. I think he said he was 18 or 19. And he got arrested because um, this detective found out. And he used to invite people to his shop. He had an automotive shop there. And he'd invite cops that all hang out there. And it was kind of a little bit of a good old boys club with all the cops that hung out. And this one detective was there one day. And he was showing somebody this new gun he got. And the guy goes back to the department and to see if he had registered this gun. And the guy finds out that he didn't. So sure enough, he shows up on his doorstep at 10 o'clock at night uh, with a couple of the cops that hang out at his shop a lot. And they say, sorry, buddy, we got to take you in. He's going, what do you mean you got to take me in? They're like, we got to take you downtown. We're going to arrest you for having an unregistered firearm. And he says, no, you're not. And they said, yeah, we have to. And he goes, listen, this gun is registered. And... And they said, no, it's not. And and uh, he goes, look, I bought it off officer so-and-so. He bought it off a cop. And he's like, he did the registration for me. And they go, well, officer so-and-so died last week. So this cop is dead. He can't even vouch for him. And he's going, what is going on? So they book him. They take him downtown. They arrest him. And uh, all for this unregistered firearm. Well, it turns out that the cop who sold him the gun wrote the numbers on the outside of the box that weren't necessarily, weren't the serial number or the defining part of the gun on the form. And so when the detective looked it up, it didn't match the records that, you know, from what he observed. And so he arrested him and he had to call some people, you know, a, a fellow chief that he was friendly with in another town that basically straightened it out for him. But if you don't know someone This is going to be, you know, how do you get out from under this rat's nest? And that's what tyranny does is it encumbers you in unlawful searches and seizures of your goods and of your of your uh, property. It's crazy. Uh, But tell us what you think. 508-444-2120. You want to, you know, weigh in on the subject. But I thought it was absolutely insane. And a bunch of the stuff that we're not going to get to on this hour, but we will in the next hour, is San Francisco cops are going to get killer robots. They had put it out a couple weeks ago that they wanted these robots to have lethal force ability, capability. And uh, I just say to that, what could go wrong, right? Uh, Maybe they've never seen Rambo. I mean, not Rambo, uh, RoboCop, right? (laughs) They've never watched RoboCop, but... uh, you know, it's it's just crazy, some of the stuff that's coming up. Um, and uh, Republican AGs uh, have pressed UPS, FedEx on gun tracking. This is something uh, I'll talk about in the next hour as well. Uh, it's, it's a fascinating conversation, and it's headed up by the uh, Montana Attorney General, who also put YouTube on notice about their censorship of... Uh, Second Amendment related content, uh, which is really cool because YouTube took down a video of somebody who demonstrated how to finish one of those uh, 80 percenters or 80 percent frames, basically how to dremel them out and drill them out. And they took it down in this Montana attorney general. Uh, I believe it was him or it was someone from Montana. Maybe it was congressman or governor or something, but 
basically said that you're uh, taking down First Amendment protected content. I think the guy was from Montana who put the uh, the content up. And so he said, uh, this is a constitutionally protected activity. Number one, building a gun. And it's a masterful letter. you got to read it yourself. I know Jared from Guns and Gadgets did a good job on that whole uh, story. And uh, it was it was pretty fascinating. But uh, I'll drop the link in the chat to that. Uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. And until uh, these people are put on notice, uh, I think we're going to have a hard time. Uh, fighting the battle and, you know, uphill, et cetera, et cetera. So, but this is the type of thing that uh, really, really moves the needle, in my opinion. I think it's great to see a government official putting people on notice. And so that's what they've done also, FedEx and UPS. Uh, we'll get to that on the other side. But real quick, we got time for a couple of your questions here. Um, let's see. Uh, BS says, I don't know if I'm allowed to say prices, but in what ballpark are pre-ban ARs and AKs selling for in Massachusetts? Um, I would say a pre-ban AR at a minimum is probably around $2,600. Uh, the, the ones we've sold a lot of recently have been in the $2,829 to $3,000 range. AKs, generally speaking, are a minimum $2,800 and quickly get up around the $4,000 mark, depending on what, what it is. Uh, so that's a, um, a good ballpark to, for pre-band ARs and AKs. I've seen receivers, uh, pre-band receivers go for, you know, almost two grand. Uh, it's pretty amazing. And I've also seen, uh, the, the AK scene go, pretty sky high. And that's throughout the country. Uh, one thing that people don't realize is there was an import ban in 88, 89, uh, that was done by the Reagan administration or the Bush administration. I, excuse me. It was, uh, uh, George HW Bush. And he basically imported banned the import of non-sporting rifles. And so that's why, Whenever Century Arms imports AK-47s these days, whether it be Romanian or Hungarian or uh, Yugoslavian or whatever, they end up putting the 922R compliant parts in them. They end up putting in a TAPCO trigger and U.S.-made furniture, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, but the true pre-ban, the pre-89, uh, like Norinkos and Polytex and et cetera, go for a big price, not just here in Massachusetts, throughout the country. Uh, so that's not just a Massachusetts thing. So anyway, uh, all right, let's see. Um, uh, can you build a semi-auto belt fed in mass from AK parts? Uh, I, I guess anything's possible. Um, yeah, I would say you could. Uh, it all depends on when the receiver was made. Uh, so, again, it would have to be a pre-ban, but there's nothing, no reason you couldn't. So we'll get to more of your questions on the other side. Uh, this is the end of the first segment. It goes quick. That's why we call it Rapid Fire. And uh, thanks for tuning in each and every week. And remember, the show ends here, but it goes on for another hour. So tune in at rapidfireradio.us or call the text uh, Rapid Fire Line. Call or text the Rapid Fire Line, 508-444-2120. And in the new year... We're going to be online only. So Rapid Fire Radio will be a podcast. So that's a big 
announcement. We're going to use some of the money it costs to buy airtime towards other things. So uh, it's going to be really big changes coming. So we're really excited about that. So you want to start transitioning over to the web and then you can listen whenever you want. But if you want to listen when we go live, make sure you sign up at capetownworks.com, rapidfireradio.us. Ask whatever questions you want and check out our online content. Remember that freedom will always be on the right side of history. So go out and be a good advocate in your community of a responsible gun owner. Take someone new to the range. Take them shooting. And uh, we will see you next time. Or stay tuned and we'll see you on the other side. This is Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Lear. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Once you're involved in something like this, the stress level... It can tear up a family. He said he was tried in the court of public opinion before he ever stepped foot in a courtroom, but surveillance video helped shed light on what actually happened. 50-year-old Ford employee Billy Coert was charged with attempted murder for shooting his gun in the United Auto Workers 551 parking lot in June 2016. To have everything he worked for taken away. Coart was suspended and then terminated from his job with Ford, where he'd worked for nearly two decades. To have somebody have your back and have a company that have your back, and then they put me in touch with a great attorney. That was the best feeling. Go to uscca.com to learn more about protecting yourself and your family. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks, Airport Road, Hyannis, or capegunworks.com. Constitutional carry has become all the rage these days. Apparently the mainstream media has gotten all over this term and they're really misinterpreting what it means. And there's something that you need to know as a responsibly armed American. Constitutional carry simply allows you to carry a gun without a permit. That's it. It does not vacate your responsibility of what you're going to do with that gun. Remember, you are responsible for every action you take and certainly every round that comes out of that muzzle. And constitutional carry doesn't take that away. So when we're arguing with anti-gunners who are complaining that constitutional carry makes the world less safe, let's remind them that whether a state has constitutional carry or an over-the-top requirement for you to get your concealed carry permit, none of that takes away your responsibility when you're dealing with a firearm. You will be held accountable for your actions, as every responsibly armed American should be. 
So make sure you get the proper training and you know your laws so you're doing the right thing. I'm Kevin Michalowski, editor of Concealed Carry Magazine. Go to uscca.com to learn more about protecting yourself and your family. Welcome to Rapid Fire, your weekly 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. Make sure you tune in each week at rapidfireradio.us and you'll be able to be alerted whenever we go live. Uh, If you want to join the conversation, you can type your question into the chat box. You can also call or text the Rapid Fire line, which is 508 444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. You can like us and subscribe on all of our social media platforms, whether the big tech or the alternative uh, social media platforms. We are at Cape Gunworks everywhere on the web, um, wherever you find your social media, except for, and Rapid Fire Radio, by the way, uh, except for Instagram. We are CGW underscore backup. Uh, Hopefully, we'll be able to reclaim Cape Gunworks someday, but unless they have an Elon takeover, I don't think that's going to happen. So, oh my! Um, anyway, uh, so we're going to get to your questions. Uh, I appreciate everybody uh, chiming in on the chat. The f- chat is f- on fire today, and uh, we're going to spend some time. Uh, but real quick, I just wanted to talk about the um, Montana Republican AG. Uh, who has coupled up with 16 other Republican attorney generals and have sent letters to the CEOs of FedEx and UPS demanding answers about their new policies that they allege could help the Biden administration establish a backdoor gun registry. Hmm. Fair question. Uh, You know, it's, it's interesting. I've been making the argument that government has backdoored uh, and outsourced the ministry of truth. uh, The, the, basically the propaganda arm of the federal government, they've outsourced it. They know they can't do it. Uh, They can't censor speech because of the First Amendment, right? So what do they do? They lean on big tech and they say, hey, make sure this story doesn't hit the wire. Make sure this story doesn't make the news. Make sure you have a shadow ban and you uh, deplatform anybody who puts this dangerous information out on the website. And they go ahead and do their bidding. So they've been at it for a while. This is come, comes as no surprise. And now it looks like they're doing the same thing with FedEx and UPS. And it's government that is asking them to do this. Same thing happened with the credit card companies, with uh, Governor Hochul and um, you know others. Demand the, of the financial companies to come up with a new merchant consumer code as it relates to uh, firearms transactions and, and, you know, credit card purchases. Uh, so there's this coalition of government officials that are going way outside the lines of whatever their purview is as their job description. And they're just outsourcing. That's all they're doing They're And they've been doing this for decades, but they're getting really good at it and expanding it. And so, uh, these attorney generals, have demanded six questions of UPS and FedEx. And it's number one is, did UPS FedEx enact these policies with the, to- with the goal of information sharing with the BATF um, or any other federal agency? Good question. 
Did UPS, FedEx enact these policies at the request of officials in ATF or a different federal agency, or is it all something you dreamed up on your own? Um, Number three, if U.S. if UPS FedEx implemented these policies at the request of a federal agency, please identify that agency, the officials who made that request, the nature of that communication, and any legal authorization cited by those officials. Number four, if UPS FedEx changed its policies on its own initiative, please explain why it made those changes. All good questions. Did UPS communicate or coordinate with FedEx in making these changes? Uh, Did ATF or other federal agency employees help draft the updated shipping agreements? So this is good. They're putting them on notice that we are noticing that we find it very unlikely that you just woke up one day and said, hey, we're going to change our policies. Uh, We're going to reserve the right to open boxes if we suspect guns are in them, if we, you know, suspect ammo is in them. And we also are going to change our policies so that only FFLs can ship guns, even though it's legal for non-FFLs to do it. Uh, And if you do ship a gun and you're non-FFL, we're going to be able to seize that merchandise and that property. This is crazy talk. I mean, it's the fact that, uh, you know, we still do business with these people is, is crazy. And, you know, we get packages every day from gun companies that ship to, uh, from UPS and, and FedEx, et cetera. Uh, so hopefully one day there'll be a good alternative, you know, like every time a credit card company restricts, you know, through operation choke point restricted, uh, the gun industry from accepting credit card transactions, you know, because of the nature of our industry, then all of a sudden a, a company would crop up and say, hey, we're gun-friendly credit card processors. So that was good. And hopefully uh, some gun-friendly shipping companies will come out. Uh, we are one. If you're in Massachusetts, we've already seen the opportunity before all this nonsense that it was impossible to ship ammo in Massachusetts unless we do it ourselves. So we just did it ourselves. We have the Cape Gunworks uh, ammo mobile out on the out on the street and delivering to duly licensed gun owners in Massachusetts. So you had to sometimes you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. And there's been some raving fans, by the way, of our delivery service. So uh, we've had repeat orders and a lot of people saying I did it just to try it. And I could not believe it actually worked. I ordered on Friday. It was here on Tuesday. You guys did awesome. And we're going to be doing it again. So uh, so anyway. Um, but I think this is really good that they put them on notice and, uh, you know, has said, Hey, uh, no more, or you're going to have to answer for these policy changes. And maybe they'll back down and just say, all right, never mind, Sorry. And refer back to whoever the, uh, the government agency that asked them to do this would be. But I think, uh, they're going to try and get creative to restrict guns and gun ownership and, uh, the sale of lawfully, uh, sold products because the Bruin decision, the New York State Rifle and Pistol v. Bruin case, that has been this epic uh, cannonball into the pool, and the ripple effects of that are going to continue on for, I think, decades. Um, and it's awesome. I think it's great. And we had a great question about this on the Grace Curley show yesterday. One guy was saying, How? Did this New York State Rifle and Pistol v. Bruin case about licensing and shall issue licensing have such ripple effect and huge far-reaching ramifications um, 
if it was about licensing. And it's because he took, uh, they took the, the, the whole uh, intermediate scrutiny thing and said, this is one step too many. It's a two-step process and it's one step too many. Uh, it has to be a single step as advised by text, history, and tradition. So really, really good. And that's what that whole article I was talking about in the first hour um, about from the Hill about how um, they're, they're just pulling their hair out and they're beside themselves. Uh, these gun control advocates out there realizing that they've had it pretty good for the last 75, 80, almost 100 years uh, since the NFA or the Gun Control Act was uh, you know, enacted, and we'll see what, what kind of reach, far-reaching effects this has. Um, but uh, in their article, they say that most recently a judge held that the absence of a historical tradition of sufficiently analogous regulations limited to New York's ability to restrict bringing concealed weapons to others, private property, uh, and meanwhile, mass shootings have continued at an alarming rate, occurring almost twice daily since the announcement of the Bruin decision at homes, businesses, schools, shopping centers, parties, bars, and nightclubs, street corners, hospitals, and 4th of July parades, often with legally obtained firearms, including semi-automatic rifles. You say it ain't so. Um, and it didn't have to be that way, they lament. The Supreme Court held... Uh, that the Second Amendment protects an individual right to possess firearms. Two years later, they made it clear that it was the right to keep and bear arms for the purpose of self-defense is applicable to the state. So anyway, read the article. It's in the Hill. It's crazy. Uh, But I'm glad to see our rights being restored finally after almost 100 years of abuse. And uh, if you're here on this and you don't have your gun license, we have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies-only classes and couples classes. On January 21st, we have a couples class. Sign up at capegunworks.com. Don't forget our giveaway is an LTC class. We have Keith Langer next. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. I'm really happy to have on the video chat attorney Keith Langer, who is a frequent guest of this show. Keith, how are you today? I am doing fine, sir. I hope things are equally well down at the Cape. Yes, we had a busy weekend with Black Friday and 
Cyber Monday and everything in between. And uh, I'm surprised there's so many gun owners out there that want to buy a gun on Black Friday. I think it's cool. We had a record number of uh, transactions take place on Black Friday nationwide. So that's good. Seems like the needle is moving in the right direction. Well, it's more fun than fighting the mob at the mall. That's for dang sure. (laughs) Risk being trampled for a microwave oven or a TV. Uh, I got to say, gun people just are more respectful human beings. And they wait in line with a smile on their face and they get chatting with each other and, you know, talk guns and all that. But anyway, um, one thing that came up in discussion last week, we were talking about it. I kind of mentioned how of all the things Massachusetts gets wrong, there's one thing I kind of think they do a good job on. I don't know how it would be expanded upon, and I don't even think it should be expanded upon, to be honest with you. But if you're going to have a license requirement like we do in this state, I think the gun transaction portal for private person-to-person sale kind of makes sense like you can verify that they are not a prohibited person by putting in their their gun license number and their pin number and it comes back okay sale is able to proceed and you 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 get everything done in one uh fail swoop um obviously in some states where there's no license requirement you can meet in your living room or in a parking lot or whatever and make a face-to-face transaction transfer, and there's no idea whether that person is a prohibited person federally. So that brings up the question is, what is the legal ramification if you transfer a gun to someone in Massachusetts through the portal, and then they go out and use that gun in a crime or or something? Is there any uh, way that that could come back to bite you as the person who thought you were just doing your due diligence, use the portal and everything else. Well, if you transferred the gun to them through the portal, it means that they had a valid license. Right. You cannot do a transfer through the portal unless there is a valid license. So you can't be charged with a unlawful transfer. Mm-hmm. But could they could they charge you with some sort of negligence or something? Uh, you know, I mean, look at the Uvalde Police Department and Daniel Defense just got a lawsuit filed against them for the whole Uvalde Elementary School shooting. So, uh, well, that has nothing to do with it. There was no transfer involved with the Uvalde Police. That was just gross cowardice on a monumental scale, publicly displayed. Daniel Defense made the gun. Mm-hmm. So what? It had to go through several hands before it got to the shooters, all of which were tracked by BATFE, as you well know. Right. From Daniel Defense, it went to a distributor, probably a couple wholesalers before it went to the retailer. To the extent that there would have been any criminality, it would have been in a failure somewhere along that chain of custody to properly document the transfer and if there had been something like that, we would have heard about it months ago. Right. This is the usual fishing expedition. We saw it after um, Sandy Hook, and we saw it after Parkland, where they blame everybody and anybody, and knowing that the cops will probably skate on their qualified immunity, they need some other deep pockets, so they blame the manufacturer. You saw that with the lawsuit against Remington and the FFL that sold the gun in the Sandy Hook case. Right. 
Uh, so you don't think there's any legal implication on the seller if they do everything correctly through the portal, sell to someone who's legally licensed, able to own it, and uh, they can they can own it, and then so nothing can come back to bite them legally. Well, anybody can sue anybody for anything, right? And if you sold a gun to some guy at the club and you did it all through the portal and his license went through and six months later he goes nuts and starts shooting up the neighborhood, then they will probably look around and say, well, who can we sue? And your name is going to come up because you sold the gun. Sure. However, unless there was some absolute knowledge you had that the guy was unstable, if he said, I need a grand to go out my backyard and shoot at the aliens in the trees, maybe maybe they would have a case. But the bottom line is, if you sold it through the portal, that is evidence that the state deemed him duly licensed because we both know the transfer would not go through otherwise. So the only liability would be for something that was known personally to the seller, mm. that the buyer was either illegal or unstable. Now, along these same lines, uh, I don't know if you can answer this off the top of your head or if you're going to do more research on it, but um, in this state, like I get asked all the time, like a wife buys a gun and she, her husband will say, now can I use her gun? And I say, yeah, you're duly licensed. You're able to use her gun, carry it, take it to the range, shoot it, bring it home, give it back to her or whatever. That's still legal in this state, right? You can lend a gun, you can borrow a gun, you can uh, let a buddy take it and shoot it, correct? Well, if you're going to lend the gun, it better be to somebody who's licensed. Right, obviously. And yeah. somebody you, you can trust. But as far as how Massachusetts worked, we are, thank God, not New York. Yes. You are licensed to use and possess a gun, not a specific gun. It's not put on your license as it is in New York. Right. If you want to loan your gun, if your wife wants to borrow it, if, as we do at my club, we bring several guns up for training sessions, women on target type sessions, youth day, it's all perfectly legal as long as there is a licensed individual supervising it. Two weeks ago, I was at a turkey shoot. The person who organized it probably brought, <clears throat> I would guess, 25 guns, which were spread out on the table for people to select and use for the turkey shoot because we have people come that don't have their own guns. Sure. Perfectly legal as sure. long as there is someone with an LTC supervising the use of the gun, and there are several, of course, it's perfectly legal. Right. And there's no time, you know, like if I lent my buddy a gun so he could take it to go to the range and he, he took my gun, and there's no, like, time period that elapses and then all of a sudden a transfer has taken place, correct? It's it's really up to me as the owner of the gun I'm responsible for that gun when it's mine. And uh, if I choose to lend it to a buddy to, that he can go to the range or whatever, but obviously I'm sure the courts would have a hard time with it. If it was in his safe for six months or six years or something like that, then I would say a transfer has taken place, but there's no like definition in the law that I know about that says what that length of time is. Correct. There is no statutory time period even addressed. Yeah. The only way that would be an issue is if 
the gun was used and came to the attention of the authorities. And you've got to explain why hunting season's over. He borrowed it two years ago. Why does he still have it? And they would argue that it was a de facto unrecorded transfer. Then you might have some issues, but there's no statutory time period that says a gun loan must be returned within six weeks, six months, what have you. Mm. Yeah. And I think the only part in the law that it actually talks about this to a certain extent is with regard to machine guns. Like you have to have a machine gun license to even possess it, a simple possession of it, like uh, handle it, shoot it, fire it, whether you're supervised or not, correct? Well, it was thought that machine guns were just like any other gun. So long as the machine gun license holder was there supervising it, you could use it. And I used to shoot at the Hanson machine gun shoots that way. You notice they don't have those anymore. Right. Because after that tragic Pelham fiasco, they looked at the license. And the language that is in there for FID and LTCs is not in the machine gun license. Mm. So, yes, they require that the machine gun licensee be an actual physical control of the firearm, which effectively ruins it because it's kind of hard to shoot with somebody holding you in a bear hug. <laughs> yeah. We've done it. It's not, it's not comfortable. It's, no. uh, <laughs> it's, it's a little intimate, you know, uh, and you probably don't want me breathing in your ear while, uh, you're shooting the machine gun. So <laughs> and it interferes with my hold. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good look. Uh, it's, it could break the internet if that picture ever got released. But anyway, how they have to shoot machine guns in Massachusetts. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so have you been uh, busy legal on legal side of things, Keith? I'm sure you you are, but is holidays does things slow down for you, or is it is it still busy as it's ever? It's not really seasonal. People don't go looking to bring lawsuits at the end of money, but people don't usually go looking to bring lawsuits. It's a matter of necessity. Hmm. And I have a kind of fiasco down in Bristol County where the guy has a license in two towns, an FID in one and an LTC in the other. And the police in one town have issues with him and kept trying to pull his license. They were under the arrogant conceit that they could unilaterally revoke an FID card. Hmm. No, you can't. Had to explain that to the licensing officer. You've got no such authority. You have to go to court. So what they did was, when they finally filed in court, they finally got the other town to suspend the LTC. And on that basis, they could grab his guns. And they're claiming now that one of his guns is a dangerous assault weapon. So we've got an assault weapon charge to deal with, which is a felony. Hmm. And we'll be playing with that in the upcoming year. Interesting. I talked about um, a client or a customer here at the shop that, and you, you alluded to it, already in New York. He was from New York and he had a gun that didn't get properly recorded or tied to his license and some detective arrested him over it. Um, and you know, he finally was able to, and the funny thing is he bought it from a cop who said he would take care of the paperwork, but the cop used the cop used the wrong number on the box. He didn't use the serial number on the box. He used whatever model number the gun was. And so this detective thinking he's keeping society safer arrest this guy and charged him with, uh, you know, unlawful possession of a illegal gun. And, uh, in the meantime, took all his other guns 
And, you know, you'd think that the guy's not a prohibited person. He owns guns. He's responsible with his guns. But still, they come and arrest him and have a big dog and pony show. Uh, and finally, another chief got involved, and they were able to clear clear things up. But but still, you want to talk about just what, what, are you, what are we accomplishing here? We're not accomplishing anything as far as making the world a safer place. Meanwhile, criminals on the streets are getting guns in back alleys and using them to... Uh, come after people who you know need to defend themselves so crazy but that's because if they actually went after criminals it would have severe political implications because of who the criminals tend to be <laughs> and it's much easier to oppress the law abiding and they'll put up with it so the politicians can posture and pass all these laws and claiming they're making the world safe for humanity when they're not doing anything substantive yeah, I don't believe they want to either. So, Keith, thanks so much for joining us. How can people find you if they need your legal services? Fastest way is just punch my name in on a search engine and go to the website. You can go directly to the website, which is kglangerlaw.com or phones. Remember phones? Pick up the phone, 508-384-8692. Again, 508 508- Awesome. Thanks so much, Keith. Uh, And uscca.com slash remote. You can use code WORKS. After this conversation, it's a really good idea to have legal protection if you're going to carry a gun to defend yourself or others. So go to uh, uscca.com slash remote. Use code WORKS. And you will get a very special deal from the USCCA. We will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong. And Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. Rapid Fire, 508-444-2120 is the phone number if you want to join us today. Leave a message or send us a text, 508-444-2120, the Rapid Fire line. And don't forget about our poll of the day, which is currently tracking at 100% people uh, use pistol as their primary defensive firearm. Pistol is tracking at 100%. So if you 
use a rifle or a shotgun. You got to get on our poll and vote. So it's rapidfireradio.us. Scroll down and vote or go to Twitter and type in Rapid Fire Radio, all one word. Hopefully you're already tra- uh, following us on Twitter and it'll be right there at the top of your Twitter feed. But anyway, um, so yeah, go ahead and vote. Uh, and if you want to call, make sure you dial 508-444-2120. And speaking of calls. Hey, Toby. Um, love your show, man. Hey, I was wondering what you thought about bullet setback. I'm always racking the slide in my pistols and then taking, you know, the bullet out and putting it back into the magazine because I don't want anyone to not be careful, you know. Well, I shot them and they, they shoot fine. It's in the chamber, right? It's going to go out of the barrel, we hope. Yeah, I looked uh, at the bullet, and it was pushed into the casing. And I was like, yeah, well, this is a new thing. Oh, I fired it anyway. And, um, well, let's, I just wonder what, what your take was on it. And um, just like, why don't we just carry revolvers so this doesn't happen? <laughs> well, thanks for the call. But um, this used to happen to me a lot when I carried this gun right here, my old Colt 1911. And I would unload the gun and reload it every day. And I remember I was carrying like spear gold dot hollow points, which are very, uh, there's a deep cup on the front of the hollow point, And it's kind of a sharp uh, lip around it that would dig into the feed ramp. And it would push that bullet back into the bullet casing. So if you unload and load your defensive ammo a lot, you'll see that happen. And I've had people who are, you know, reloaders say, oh, don't ever shoot that ammo because you've changed the cup pressure to unsafe proportions. But I have always shot them. Uh, And, you know, generally speaking on the range to try to just run through those, I'll put a fresh batch of ammo in. So I'm a big believer in shooting your carry ammo a couple times a year, change it over a couple times a year and keep fresh ammo in the gun. Um, so you want to know that it's going to work when your life is on the line and, um, you know, for whatever reason, uh, ammo doesn't go bad per se, uh, if it's stored properly, but being up against your sweaty body or getting wet or loaded and unloaded, uh, you know, a number of things could happen. So, um, a lot of the good ammo manufacturers nickel plate the brass for that reason so that it won't corrode when it's uh, stored in the gun for long periods of time. But anyway, the bottom line is uh, I don't think you have much to worry about. I've shot some pretty compressed rounds before and never blown a gun up. So uh, hopefully I'm not just living on borrowed time and don't take my highly technical, uh, very unscientific (laughs) methodology to heart. You know, if you're worried about it, uh, consult some of the, you know, master reloaders out there, but you are fake news. I'm not too worried about it. I've never blown up a gun. So, um, I have been on ranges where guns have blown up and that's never a pretty sight. Uh, but that was because they didn't buy their ammo from master reloaders. They bought them at the gun show from the cheapest dude at the table that, uh, loads them after a couple of cocktails and watching the Patriots game or whatever the heck he's doing when he's reloading. And so, yeah, uh, blowing up a couple of guns. So, uh, anyway, all right, let's get to the chat because I'm way behind and I know that it's, uh, you know, 
been on fire today, so it's going to take me a little while to get caught up. Um, can I cover the ins and outs of do's and don'ts of vertical foregrips, SBRs, and pistols? I think we talked about this in the pre-show, but um, the basically if it's an SBR or a rifle, you can have vertical foregrips. You cannot on the pistol. And if I already covered this in the first hour, I apologize, but... Um, is vertical design defined as 90 degrees would 89 degrees or less be considered angled? And I don't believe so. Um, so I think it's different. Um, what you got to do if you're, I think if your thumb can wrap around it, that would be a, a vertical foregrip. So anyway, let's, uh, move on. So if it's on a pistol, you could get in trouble. Uh, you, you don't want to put a vertical foregrip on a pistol. Let's see. Um, I'm pretty, uh, Chris is saying, I'm pretty sure Biden meant semi-automatic when he said it. I agree. I think he did too. Um, after all, he's an expert on semi-automatic weapons because he got the first assault weapons ban passed single-handedly. He did it all. Um, is it legal in Massachusetts to verbally warn when being threatened? I am armed. Stay away. That's a great question for next week for Keith. Um, why don't we write that down and send it to him? And make a note so that I don't forget, um, because that's a great question. I would assume it is, um, as long as you are being threatened. Uh, but let's go to the expert. Um, I personally don't know the situation where I would actually do that. Um, I, I probably would not want to give away that news unless maybe I was in a barricaded position, like in my own house. If I'm in my house and I'm in my bedroom and I have my door locked and I'm defending that location and someone's trying to get in, they've already made it all the way through the house and I got my family in there. And I'm going to say, I'm going to defend this position. So that might be the the time I would say something, but I don't think I'd say that out on the street. Um, just, Just, you know, throwing that out there. Hey, Toby, is there any way to check on the status of your LTT? LTC, if you've done fingerprints, et cetera, or just wait 90 days and pray. Um, yeah, Billy, you can go on the state um, website. There's a phone number. I'll, I'll put it in the chat. Uh, well, actually, I'll give it to you guys. So if you're listening on the air and you want to hear it, it's uh, 617-660-4722. And you can check on the status of your LTC um, being issued. So... There you have that. Hopefully that helps. Uh, 508, I'm sorry, 617-660-4722. You can also go to that same number and update if you've moved and you need to update the state to your new address, et cetera, et cetera. So there you go. Um, Let's see. BS was saying that he was at a local gun range and he had a fixed mag AR and he didn't realize it was a pistol only range and the RSOs came over and started giving him a talking to, but he's not 21. And so they were also questioning how he could get uh, an AR 15 in the state if he's not 21. Um, And the reason is because he's bought a fixed mag. So the fixed mag gun cannot be considered an assault weapon. So therefore you can buy it with an FID. You don't need to have an LTC and you don't need to be 21. So there you have that. So um, let's see. Uh, uh, wide, 
wide world of sports is going on here? <laughs> uh, 500 says they want all guns. If if they got uh, scary guns, they're coming after the bolt action and lever action and muzzle loader as well. They will never stop until they have complete control. I would agree with you 100%. I think that is the end result. And, you know, they've been saying for decades, no one's coming for your guns. No one's coming. I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. No one's coming for your AR-15. Uh, yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. But anyway, um, let's see. All right. Uh, Joe is saying, I just started listening. Is the gun roster going away? Uh, <laughs> um, no, the... Uh, not if the state can help it, but they are being sued by Firearms Policy Coalition since the New York State Rifle and Pistol v. Bruin case, um, which this, the case had been dismissed uh, because of the two-step scrutiny. So they said, they looked at it and said, well, it's the intent of the state to restrict these guns via the via the roster that was passed by the legislature so therefore we're going to uphold it and dismiss this case well now they can't do that they um they have this new single step scrutiny so they reopen their case and they're saying we want this case heard in light of the Bruin decision so um, that's that's what we were referring to uh when i had rob on let's see um from the chat, my thoughts on Biden's recent comment that all semi-automatic weapons should be banned. I've not heard anyone comment on this. His lack of understanding or respect for the Constitution is alarming. Yes, I did address that in the first hour, but um, I would agree that they are oath-breaking, soulless creatures that go in and swear to uphold the Constitution, and then they turn around and you know, have dereliction of duty. Um, which, by the way, I'm just going to tease this out. If you want to stay around at the end of this show, I want to talk about something along those lines that I'm not going to talk about on the air yet. Maybe next week. We'll see how it goes. But um, we'll we'll just open it up for a crazy discussion. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, G23 is saying Biden is incompetent and being controlled by others and keeps saying the quiet part out loud. Yes, I would. That's what it seems to me. Um, it's almost elder abuse at this point, but um, you never know. The idea that we let criminals back out on the street without any bail and we water down the charges to let them out sooner and easier is a lot more sick than selling semi-automatics. I would agree with you. Uh, so far, that's the comment of the day, KP. Um, I would I would agree 100%. Uh, they want... Uh, I already read that one. So... Uh, from the chat line, my primary defensive weapon is my 120-pound German Shepherd canine. That'll get the job done in a lot of cases. Not all cases, but in a lot of cases, I would agree. So that's pretty cool. And guys, it's back. Cape Gunworks is hosting another AR rifle build class on Saturday, January 28th, and we will guide you through the entire process to build your very own AR-15. Go to capegunworks.com and click on the class calendar. Sign up today. We're going to have a representative from the manufacturer of all the parts here that day to help us and to answer any questions. You'll build your very own fixed mag AR. So go to capegunworks.com and click on the class calendar to build it today. We will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. 
firm for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. Call or text what you think about the Second Amendment to 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. And the winner of this week's giveaway is Stephen. Look for an email from us. You get the Cape Gunworks Reaper hoodie, sweatshirt, and this week's giveaway, we're giving away a free LTC class. That's a $99 value. So you can give it to that person in your life that you love or use it yourself if you need to get your LTC. Uh, so go to rapidfireradio.us to sign up and win. Go to rapidfireradio, scroll down, uh, rapidfireradio.us. I'm talking faster than my brain works, I guess. Uh, and scroll down a bit and enter the contest. We'll pull the winner for on next week's show. And don't forget this week's discount code for those of us for those of you who listen online or on the podcast is shotgun so you'll get a very special deal on your entire online order if you put shotgun in the checkout and uh yeah and we'll ship it free if it's over 300 if you want to protect yourself get a double barrel shotgun and fire two blasts outside the house yes sage advice um, Joe says he's made numerous comments about guns and shows his total lack of knowledge. His comment about shooting a gun into the air to scare away criminals comes to mind. You know what's ironic about that is as negligent as that is, um, it actually might work if you had the right type of attacker. However, you can't plan for the right type of attacker because you don't know what's going through his head. Firing warning shots is, you know, not good advice. It's definitely not sage advice. Um, And not to mention, now you're standing there with an empty gun. And I hope you've been able to reload that double barrel shotgun. You've had extensive practice at reloading double barrel shotgun. It's not a very quick process. So anyway, um, let's see this. Uh, is going through pretty quick from the text line looking for a rep recommendation for a rear sight for the dickinson that i bought looks like it has a dovetail and nothing else i'm thinking just a simple ghost ring just going to be a home defense gun i'm thinking aside from a red dot the ghost ring would be a good choice for fast acquisition not sure how to mount it on the dovetail or even what it size it is honestly yeah i think your best bet honestly is to get the um you got to get a micro it's the 11 millimeter 
um, dovetail to pick rail adapter. And I wouldn't bother with a ghost ring. I'd just put the, uh, like a micro red dot right on there. So that, that would be, uh, a good way to go. That'll be the fastest, um, target acquisition in low light conditions and everything else. So, uh, because it's not necessarily going to be easy with a ghost ring. Uh, it's better than maybe a notch and, uh, post, but still it's, uh, um, there you go. Uh, Billy says, I'm pleased you are saying our Second Amendment rights are being restored, not as the media claims being expanded. Yeah, and that's, I think, an important uh, topic to discuss because if you just lead people down the uh, the historical evolution of guns in this country, um, you used to be able to order a gun through the mail from Boy's Life magazine, from Sears Roebuck catalog, from the JCPenney. You used to be able to buy it on the way out the door at the five and dime shop, you pull it out of the barrel, an old military surplus weapon. A military weapon? A weapon of war? Yeah, it was actually used in the military. And uh, you could bring it out and for the extra five bucks, add to your order and walk out the door with it. So those rights have been eroded. No one's expanding your rights when those laws go away. Um, so anyway, um, more to talk about on the other side. More questions to answer. Get your questions into the chat. Call the rapid fire line and use code GOW for the gun of the week. We have that SIG MPX with a free Vortex Crossfire Red Dot site. If you use the gun of the week code at rapidfireradio.us and capegunworks.com. So uh, you'll get that very special deal. And we will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. is 100. This is where the American ingenuity met a trailblazing spirit. Hard work united with patriotism and technology blended with new ideas. That's federal ammunition. Right here in Anoka, Minnesota, born in 1922, made in America, and proud to be the best. Federal ammunition, a century of innovation, and we're only getting started. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. The phone number to call the show and make your voice heard is 508-444-2120. Don't forget about the poll of the day. What do you use as your primary defensive firearm? Pistol, rifle, or shotgun? Pistol is holding steady at 100%. I think I'm in that ballpark. I have a rifle and a pistol in the home, but I would probably grab the pistol first um, just because I have it staged ready to go Uh, the rifle might be a little harder to access if I had plenty of time I'd probably go for the rifle but anyway maybe one of these days I'll get a uh, quick access safe for the rifle but anyway let us know what your first choice is in home defense go over to twitter and type in rapid fire radio all one word or go to rapidfireradio.us and scroll down and you can vote in the poll Phased plasma rifle in the 40 watt range. Hey, just what you see, pal. <laughs> I wish I had those, but we're fresh out. It's just what you see, pal. And um, so KJ's wondering if we ever get the Ruger Mini 14 in tactical. 
And it's funny you should ask this because guess what we have right now? We have, it is used, but it's in minty, minty shape. And it's the Ruger Mini 14 Tactical in its mass compliant configuration, which means it's got the ranch stock, but it's got the flash hider and the Picatinny rail and everything else, you know, that goes along with it. And it comes with a bunch of extras. So it's a really good, good gun and it's in minty, minty shape. So yeah, we have them. Um, so come check it out, KJ. Um, Robert's answering a question that was asked earlier. An SKS goes for around six hundred and fifty bucks, depending on what it is. I would say they go from six to eight hundred bucks, or maybe nine if it's really something special, some Russian one or whatever. Um, and I remember buying an SKS uh, for seventy-five bucks. Took me three and a half hours to get all the Cosmoline off of it. It was a nice Norinco and. Then I ran some corrosive ammunition. And this, then the 94 assault weapons ban happened, and, and uh, you couldn't get... <laughs> they were talking about banning 762 by 39 or importing any uh, ammo from out of state. I don't think that ended up going through, but it caused this rush on 762 by 39 The only thing I could get was a case of corrosive ammo, and it was awful. And it, like, eroded the, the throat of that gun. It was really bad. So anyway, uh, Jordan's saying, I hope they won't take away the ability to have lowers from other companies. I don't want to have to just buy a pre-ban just to have an AR. And I think what you're alluding to, Jordan, is if they take away the private sale and go to universal background checks in the state, the pre-Healy ARs will be a thing of the past. So, um, yeah, hopefully they don't do any of that. But that's something I think that is a real uh concern and if you know a lot of people are asking me what i think about this new governor coming in and the new attorney general and actually that thought scares me more than anything is that if they end up going along with universal background checks which would be so stupid because we already have the the system i talked about with keith langer in the first uh segment or second segment of the second hour which was we have this gun transaction portal so you can't sell a gun to someone who doesn't have a license in this state and uh, but you are allowed to sell four guns in this state privately, uh, which enables you to buy pre-Healy AR-15s that licensed gun shops can't sell. So there you have it. Uh, any experience with the 416 Ruger? And no, um, I don't have any experience with that. And Smeggy's saying it's crazy that we're going online only. Get those radio people over here soon to find out how fun it is to watch live yeah i I agree and keep spreading the word guys i i appreciate the you guys who have spread the word uh but we are gonna have to get the radio people over to the web because you know the january one we should be done with the radio and um i'm kind of sad about that but we're gonna take that important revenue and use it to make this part better so um, I think will enable us to do a long format segment in the second hour instead of the traditional radio segments with breaks and everything else. I'd rather go long format in the second hour, especially if we have a good guest on and I don't have to limit him to, um, you know, 15 minutes or 12 minutes or whatever, and then interrupt with a break every few minutes. So um, anyway, that's all something to stay tuned about. Uh, so, and it's, and it's going to be a trial, but, balloon we'll see if it is better or worse if if it was worse we'll go back to it nothing is forever if we it doesn't have to be forever but 
And Robert says, my wife and I love going to the shooting range. That's great. The family that shoots together stays together, I would say. Uh, it's romance on the range, right? Um, good way to, um, you know, get out some frustrations and uh, be very transparent. And, you know, I have a lot of couples that come in together, and I think it's great. Because it used to be a little bit of a good old boys club. And the women stayed home and the men went out and shot guns, which is stupid. But that's how it was. Um, I remember very rarely uh, ever seeing women at the gun range. But anyway. BS says, is it illegal for a gun store in Mass to sell you a Glock upper and lower separately? Not built out. Nope, that's perfectly legal. Um, uh, The Glock lower assembly or the frame is not considered a regulated item in Massachusetts. So you do the 4473 background check on that. And because the feds do consider it a, a built out, uh, you know, a firearm and you pass the background check, you can leave with your frame and then you can get your slide of your choice, whatever you want. You can get all kinds of, there's all kinds of slides out there and aftermarket companies and, um, you know, you can get a Glock OEM and frankly, it's not even a regulated item. So you could order it online. It could ship, get shipped right to your door. So, um, that upper is not, um, a regulated or the slide is not a regulated item anywhere in the country. So, um, gun-free zones get people killed. I would agree with that hundred percent. Um, let's see you up. The chat just updated and I lost my place. Um, Hochul of New York doesn't like the good guy with a gun. I would agree. (laughs) They definitely don't like the good guy with the gun uh, mentality. And they think just the presence of guns is going to cause you to be less safe, which shows how they feel about you. Like that's like saying um, the fact that you drive a car puts everybody else at risk of you killing them because you're a drunk driver, even if you're not. So it's... Same type of stretch, you know. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, considering getting a slug gun for deer hunting, would I would I prefer, you'd prefer to get one in 20 gauge versus 12, but I'm not sure I'll ever see any 20 gauge Sabo ammo. My th- thoughts, uh, definitely get it in tw- 20 gauge. It's way more accurate. I have the barrel for my Thompson Center Pro Hunter, Encore Pro Hunter, I have a 12-gauge and a 20-gauge, and the 20-gauge is way more accurate. Um, I would get that Benelli M2 if I had to redo it all over again, the 20-gauge slug gun. I have it in stock. I believe it's still in stock. Stephen, that's a phenomenal gun. Um, And then you'd at least be able to get a follow-up shot versus my single shot. Uh, But it is a tack driver. And um, I actually am going to talk to a company next year about developing our own 20 gauge Sabo ammo because I had a brilliant uh, stroke of genius sitting in my tree stand the other day uh, on opening day of shotgun season. So yeah, get the 20 gauge. It's way more accurate. And I think it's just as deadly as the 12 gauge. Um, In fact, the only deer I have not ever recovered uh, with a shotgun slug was a 12 gauge Sabo round. So just saying. Um, and it was a good shot on a deer, so I don't know what the heck happened. But, um, let's see. Uh, 
HPS says you can put a vertical grip on a pistol if you register the pistol as an SBR or AOW. Yes, as long as it's an AOW or a short-barreled rifle, then it's you can put a vertical foregrip, but it's not a pistol after that. So <laughs> uh, pistol is a no-go zone. Um, so anyway, holy shnikes, that's another show in the bag. Stick around. We're going to talk about something after the show, but I'm not going to record it. Um, just while we're live uh so anyway uh thank you guys for tuning in remember the show ends here but you can always tune in at rapidfireradio.us get extended content um you can also uh watch past episodes you can call or text the rapid fire line let your voice be heard 508-444-2120 keep up the good fight support your local community and your local be a gun advocate in your community uh, together as americans we can overcome anything i'm toby leary god bless and we will see you next time